Welcome to the Weird Works Podcast. I'm Dr. Christy, your host. Join us for conversations about alternative and sometimes controversial healthcare topics. This podcast will provide the evidence that you need in order to make informed decisions about your health, to empower you with the facts that you need to advocate for your health, and to encourage you that there is hope your body heals. Join us from experts from all things weird, as well as the testimonies of people with stories of radical healing who were once told that perhaps their condition was a death sentence, that they would just need to live with it, or that drugs and invasive surgery were the only answer. Let's get into agreement that if there is something natural and non-invasive that could be helpful, that it could be your first option rather than your last resort. Hello, listeners. I am Dr. Christy, and welcome to the Weird Works Podcast. This morning, we have the pleasure of having Dr. Megan Long here, here with us, and she has her own page on Facebook called Dr. Meg's Woo Crew, so <laughs> obviously, we had to have her on the Weird Works what. <laughs> Podcast. There's lots of W's there, <laughs> some alliteration, some tongue twisters. So Dr. Meg is one of my colleagues here in Jacksonville, and I got to know her just through the industry, and I go to her as a patient myself. So I've gotten to know a lot about her and her practice. Um, her formal training is as a chiropractor, but I'm going to let her explain to you how she kind of went on this journey, because like a lot of chiropractors, we all kind of find our niche, like what we love, and then create kind of our own method of doing things. Because after chiropractic, she added neuroemotional technique, crystal healing, some other things, and then BGI, which I don't even know what it is. So I'm going to go on this learning journey with you guys and learn a little bit about Meg. <laughs> so tell us, what is all this woo? Like, how would you describe it when he says, what do you do? How do you tell people? So anyone who's been to a chiropractor knows that we're adjusting the spine. We're looking for blockages in the spine. We want to clear that so that your brain can communicate best with its body, with your body. I, with my training and all the different things, I'm looking at it more at an energetic level. So I'm looking as well as having blocks that are keeping you from being able to maybe have some shoulder pain or you have headaches, stuff like that. Where are the energy blocks in your system? Okay. So through using the crystals, um, BGI is where I got my most of my training, BGI being uh, biogeometric integration. It's a technique that's taught in chiropractic schools. Um, the founder of it, Sue Brown, is the one who, um, she was a chiropractor who okay. kind of came about this. And it kind of came off of network training. So you may oh. have he heard of network. Yep, I've known some network doctors. Yes, yeah. it's very similar. It's just a little bit different in the way that they approach um, looking at the body and how right. they clear things. So I use, I don't go strict BGI. I do a little bit more of my own thing. So my yeah. woo has kind of come <laughs> from that training as well as now bringing in crystals to be able to help with, you know, different blocks that I feel or places that are maybe a little bit lagging in energy or whatever it is that, you know, the patient comes in with. So just a different way of looking at yeah. the body. And I think that's what's fun. Like we all bring our past trainings and experiences yes. into the formal chiropractic foundation because, you know, I remember when I became a chiropractor, what attracted me to the field was that really like you could have any practice that you wanted, specialize in any different area, nutrition, energy, pediatrics, pregnancy, elderly, sports, you know. So many so different layers. You kind of would say that you specialize in the energetic side of things. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that makes sense. Okay. So I kind of know a little bit of this answer, but share with the audience because they don't know you necessarily. 
did you have your own healing journey? Like, what kind of got you on this path? Because you didn't set out after after even, like, high school or in <laughs> undergrad knowing this was what you wanted to do, right? Nope, not okay. at all. Not so at all. Tell us your journey about it a little bit. Okay. So... My my background is all in medicine, um, worked in the hospitals. My mom's an oncology nurse, so that was my upbringing. Um, that was where my mindset was. Um, and I did take a lot of medications and tried a lot of different things because I suffered with depression and anxiety for as long as I can remember. Not that any trauma happened or anything in my in my life. I had a decent childhood and had good friends and went to a good school. And But there was always just this, this nagging heaviness that I just felt sad inside and I couldn't figure out what it was. So I did medications. I did all kinds of different things and nothing ever seemed to fix it. And it wasn't until um, I was, my husband was in chiropractic school and just about to graduate that one of his colleagues uh, did NET, neuroemotional technique on me. And I had seen therapists over the years. I mean, anything with depression, you, you know, follow your doctor's direction and do, right? Uh, right? And I did, and I was diligent about it, but it just never seemed to just fix that feeling. I'd have temporary feelings of, oh, I'd be a little bit better. You know, the medications would make me feel good for a minute, but it never lasted. Okay. Neuroemotional technique was the first thing that I noticed a difference in the way I was talking and communicating with certain people that I had maybe butted heads with before. Yeah. But I couldn't understand what it was that, why, why was that different? Why was that encounter different than prior ones? I didn't get triggered and wasn't sad or I wasn't triggered to be angry. What was it? And it, it just wouldn't leave my mind. Like, I just couldn't stop thinking of it. Powerful. It's so powerful. Because yeah. it was like I knew something changed, but what is it? And mm -hmm. I never had any thoughts of, like, I loved that, loved chiropractic, was super thrilled that my husband did that. But that, I didn't think I could go back to school. And I didn't want to do the, you know, four years of school <laughs> and all that. fighting it. And so fighting it. <laughs> Until we literally, he got a job offer in Atlanta. And we ended up by Life University. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, I found these doctors that I could go to to continue getting NET. Yay. And then found out the school had it there. And, like, these thoughts just kept coming into my mind about all these different diseases that we have. And if there's an emotional component to that... Could it be fixed by bringing in the adjustment, which I'd been getting for years now at this point? Right. So you that, knew the, what that could accomplish on its own. And it helped. Yeah. Definitely it helped. I right. know it helped. But it didn't fix that, mm -hmm. those just, those very debilitating, I mean, it, it was bad. The depression was yeah. really bad. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want to be here anymore. It was so overwhelming. And I couldn't, like, that's just not a normal way to be. And there's so many people out there that have those kinds of thoughts. Oh, yeah. And that's just, I mean, there's got to be a way to help. And this started changing that thought pattern. So then it was like, okay, maybe the universe and maybe God, maybe this path yeah. landed us here so that right. I could do this, so that I could go and help other people. I love that. Well, and that's the thing, like, sometimes when you don't know what your destiny is, it finds you if you can get quiet and listen and, yes. what I say, kind of surrender to it, right? If Absolutely. It just keeps coming up. So, I love that. And I think we've talked to a lot of different healers on the show and just, you know, in my in my whole, like, career path. And a lot of times it is that way, you know, like, it finds you and then you get confirmation along the way, like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to, like, pursue this, like, this yeah. is really happening. <laughs> Yeah. You don't get a choice in this. This is what you're going to go right. do. And so then as you continue to heal your body, mm -hmm. you continue to pursue, uh, you know, all these different fields. Like we talked about. So how did you end up doing chiropractic college? Like, I didn't really talk about that because you didn't want to go back to school. I didn't. When I had first had the first NET session, it was so 
impactful. The biggest thing in that session, again, I have a very medical background. I have now a little bit of this holistic thing now that my husband's gone through school yeah. and like we've, you know, a dabbled, taste. but a still taste. very new. <laughs> taste yeah. is a great way to describe it. <laughs> when I met with her and she was actually going just about to fly out to California for her certification in neuroemotional mm -hmm. technique, mm -hmm. um, she told me that, you know, the different professions you could be in to, you know, do, do this. Cause yeah. I had always had a passion for psychology, obviously for you know my own depression it's why i think a lot like you said a lot of us yeah. find this profession or find a profession based on our own journey and our right. own struggles right but sitting in a room and talking doing talk therapy just didn't resonate with me after doing you know yeah. studying it for a couple of years in undergrad mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when she told me that you could either be a chiropractor you could be a psychologist you know a therapist whatever here's the options it was like, I just don't know about chiropractic until we landed in Atlanta. And then it was like, it's, you have to do this. You're inundated with yep. it at that point. Yep. Yeah. I it, love that. Well, and then don't you find too, like, what I've found in my profession is sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't want another certification. I don't want another training. Like, let somebody else do that. I've got enough on my plate. Yep. But when you find something that resonates with you and you know that it could help so many more people, like, don't you become responsible for that? Like, yes. you would only have, almost have to withhold it from other people to not pursue it and Absolutely. bring it to people too. So you probably and with that, yeah, responsibility. But it was a yeah. fire. Like yeah. instead of like where yeah. there's things you have to do and it's like, well, I should do this because mm -hmm. I, I could be better if I was doing this. It was like the passion was so strong and I'd never felt that. Yeah. I kept searching all my life for something that fired me up. Yeah. Like I've heard so many people talk about yeah, in their lives. That feeling depressed yes. and not motivated. You probably were like, what is this? Yeah, I guess I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to back to school yeah. and we're going to, you know, do it. And it was like, I, I mean, the hardest thing I've ever done is chiropractic school. Yeah. <laughs> You've been through it. Nobody would ever do chiropractic school again. Never. No, yeah. that was so hard. It was, it was, it was, it took a lot out of you, but yeah. it, the journey definitely develops you and helps you you go down these different paths that you need yeah. to be so that you can be ready for somebody to walk in your door as I'm sure you've had yeah. many many times yeah and that makes it all worthwhile and that's one of my questions that I had for you and I I've studied this myself but it's true sometimes I think that there's a lack of understanding just in the public in general about like well what is chiropractic and I've said this to patients too like if you go to a chiropractor and they don't have exactly the right things, like all the tools to help you, don't give up on chiropractic. Just find the one that resonates with you or has the trainings and the techniques that can help you. Because if you go to 10 different chiropractors, don't you think it's true that you could find 10 different ways of practicing? Absolutely. And so why do you think that is? It's funny that you say that question because my husband and I always would joke about that. Like yeah. the best thing about chiropractic <laughs> is you can go out and do whatever it is that you want. Yeah. And then the worst thing about chiropractic is you can go and do whatever yeah. you want. So nobody's going to be the same. Mm -hmm. But in school, they always harped in on the art. Mm -hmm. And what is your art? Yeah. And how do you, what is your gift that you need to go and help? The people that you're, you're able to help and right. that need you will find you and they do find you. Mm -hmm. And they'll communicate to other people. So that True. some people aren't ready for, you know, what you do or what right. I do. And that's okay. But right. there's somebody else out there that can help clear those interferences mm -hmm. with their art and their gifts. Right. And it's important for us to know, you know, each other and what we do so we can co-treat and rub yeah. and hand off. Because I don't think I would be the best doctor, honestly, to do neuroemotional technique. Like, I'm quick and I'm less words and I'm in move, movement. But, like, if you're really helping somebody work through one of these like emotional traumas or just 
something from your past, like, you kind of have to give people space to do it. And I think, yeah. you know, recognize, like, you're the one to do it where I'm, like, kind of like a let's fix it and move on kind of a person, you yeah. know? Absolutely. I was actually just talking to somebody about that the other day, like with yeah. what you do. I would rather send people to you to, right. because that's what you're good at. That's what your specialty, your gift is. Yeah. I don't want to take all the certifications and do all that, but right. bring me your emotions, bring me your depression, yeah. bring me your sadness, and let's sit down and let's work that limbic loop out. Let's get through that. Then go and work on this or go right. and see this person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally true. So that's a good segue into the next question. So like, who should see you? Like, do they have to have, like, people know if they've had, like, emotional traumas or, yeah. you know, something horrific in their upbringing or they witnessed something or, you know, divorce or emotional things. Do people have to be aware of past traumas or exactly what was the point that caused these subconscious patterns to see you? No, most people don't even realize some of the traumas. Some of the littlest things that come up in sessions People are like, why would that come up? Like, yeah. I, I, it was my friend. My I had a colleague that I worked on, and he had knee pain. And we did, we checked to see if there was an emotion in there. And it was his best friend when he was six years old moved away, and he could remember it, and he could see the color of the car. He could see his friend looking at him as he was walking back to move away. Mm -hmm. He was still remembering that. That was still playing in his subconscious, right. causing that trauma. But it wasn't like you know, he died, he just mm -hmm. moved away. But for that six-year-old boy, that was so traumatic. Yeah. So in your 30s, it's like, well, that wasn't a big deal. People move away all the time. But that's still playing in your mind. That's mm -hmm. still having an effect on your physiology every day. Yeah. So until we can address that, go back to that time, you're in a safe position now, you're mm -hmm. okay to process it, and let that energetic charge go right. so that it's just an event that happened. It's not something that's triggering your brain to freak out and put you into that sympathetic mindset. Yeah. That's, that's a trauma. That, I like how you say that, that it's a charge, because I think people would understand, like, they might not be able to understand, like, neuroemotional technique and the limbic system in the brain yeah. and how it all, like, plays out and it's wired and connected. But I think that the audience, probably you all could, like, think of really quickly like something that happened that you had an emotional reaction to like currently right mm -hmm. in, in present day like you know I don't know why that car cutting me off like really ruined the whole rest of my day and it's just my rational brain knows that it was no big deal and they've got their own bag of problems and like just let them pass and move on or why you know maybe a certain conversation between you and your spouse always starts things going and you can't get on the same page about it because like, he thinks you're just overreacting and you're just like fall apart, right? Yep. So isn't that kind of what it is? It's just there's something in your subconscious mind and then the circumstances somehow remind your brain of something like back to yep. when you were six or younger that back then it was much more emotional for you or yep. you know life or death it seemed like like losing a kid at six you losing a friend at six years old is like your whole world it seems yes, like absolutely. so is that kind of how the subconscious mind is just like a record player that's absolutely. how I heard it okay. it's like I like to envision it like little movies that are playing in your mind mm -hmm. and when we do the technique we're cutting that movie so that that energy that's been keeping it moving and moving and playing and going and that mm -hmm. force behind it mm -hmm. is now just something that happened and there's not that depression or that anger or whatnot. We, we, uh, in one of the seminars that my husband and I, because he's also certified in neuroemotional technique, mm -hmm. 
we always wouldn't work on each other because it was like, oh no, like if he did something that upset me or vice versa, like right. we don't want to rehash that and bring it up. Right. And because there's so many therapists in it, that come to the seminars, we learn so much, you know, stuff from the chiropractors being the body docs and yeah. the therapists being the mind docs. I, we learned a lot that day from this one lady and she mentioned how her and her husband, they do work on each other and how we should work on each other. Because it's not you and your husband. Mm -hmm. It's probably something that happened back, maybe something you witnessed with your parents. Right. Maybe it was something that, and that was your emotional reality at that time right. that now is triggering you to respond to him in this way. Mm -hmm. It's not him. It's what happened back then that's triggering that safety response. Right. So right. it made a major difference that now we can, like, my husband and I will catch ourselves and it's like, okay. I'm probably remembering something, something's, you know, yeah. this is threatening your word, something you said, or yeah. the way your body language was, that's triggering me right. based on something. Let's do some NET on that right. and clear that out so that we can communicate better and then we can be stronger together. So yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely helped with our relationship that's being able awesome. to, you know, realize that though, yeah. that it's not him, it's not me. It's just all something these that happened. past memories. And yeah. two, okay, so then explain why is it, like, I've done this technique, and I think it saved my life because I feel like I would have worked myself completely into the ground and probably had my first heart attack, and we'll talk about other things with my <laughs> health history that we've overcome on future podcasts, but um, it always seems to be, like, sometimes it's even in utero, like, you weren't even born yet, like, because mm -hmm. they'll take you back to when was the first instance, right? Yep. Um, and then always kind of, like, from, like, I don't know, zero to, like, six or seven years old. So why mm -hmm. is that? Well, at that time, you're, you are, I mean, any energy that's going on, any emotions, that, especially mm -hmm. when you're in utero, if mom had yeah. some traumatic event that happened or she went through, she got fired from work or maybe she, you know, her, her da you and her dad or her husband and, you know, they fought or whatever happened in her world, right. you're growing and developing in there. So right. everything is energy. We are energy. Mm -hmm. Everything surrounding us is energy. So you're going to, you're going to be sensitive to that and right. you can take that on, that energy on so you don't even realize it and you won't have a memory of it because we don't have memories really before five right but it still was like a tragic thing that happened in that moment for you so then you're taking on that energy mm -hmm. now that's a charge and that's going to just that's going to re respond to you know right. affect how you respond to your environment right so so that's really the foundation that's when you're starting to formulate all your ideas and opinions about how the world works and how people interact with each other and how yes. you talk and communicate, right? Yep, yeah. absolutely. So these, obviously you guys don't even remember that far back, so these things you just hold on and then it doesn't make any sense to your rational brain and then things continue to come up like stumbling blocks and how else could it play out like athletic performance or job and career? like? So that's really funny that you bring yeah. up athletic. Okay. So um, my husband was rehabbing an athlete, a soccer player back from mm -hmm. a concussion okay. and everything checked out. Everything was good. He was like, good to go. Get him back out on the field. As soon as he walked back out on the field, the dizziness came back. He had like, I'm not feeling good. These, that is completely a physiological response to a trauma that happened. So yeah. he knew deep down in his subconscious that he was hurt right. and that he had to go through all this rehab and he just, he fell off and all these things. And that triggered it. Just stepping right. back out on the field yeah. triggered that response. So we'd started doing NET on him That's and it amazing. was amazing seeing how we could get back out there. And yeah. obviously, I mean, nothing's fixed in one treatment. So this yeah. is something that's ongoing. 
That's why I'm so passionate about being able to communicate with kids and be able, kids are great to do NET on because they don't have a lot of the blockages that we do. So if you ask them, so do you remember what happened at three years old? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they're so and they remember. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah. And then they hook up and you can, you can see their little body. Sometimes they have a big emotional break and they cry, Aww. stuff like that. But then it's like they sleep better yeah. and they're digesting their food better. And all these things are happening because it's not now this wind up that's playing in their mind over and over right. for the next 40 years. Right. You know, it's been fixed. Now it's just an event. But how freeing to handle that so sooner than later. Like anything, you know, we're very, like as chiropractors, we're very like proactive, preventative, get to the root of the problem, you know, as soon as you can find it, handle it before it, you know, evolves into something bigger. But, you know, how freeing to be able to let go of these stumbling blocks. Like think, I don't know, we just did something recently. Is it something like the average person has like 50,000 thoughts a day? Yeah, I think it's actually even more than that. I think it's closer to like 75,000 thoughts a day. Depends on if you're a male or a female, Very true. by the way. <laughs> Not surprised by that. You can make your own assumptions about who has more thought power. We'll just leave it at that. Right, but so like what are those thoughts? And are mm-hmm. they cumulatively, like, negative thoughts? Are they cumulatively positive thoughts? And, you know, what you say becomes your belief system when you say it to yourself. Yep. And so, you know, just think of how much we could get in our own way through our own thinking every single day. And that's just it. Like, yeah. that's how you can tell if you have emotional mm-hmm. blocks. You may not have had any traumas. Like, I didn't look back at my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a, you know, death in the family that was, like, hugely impactful right. at a young age or a divorce or anything, you know, like that. Right. But if you are constantly talking about things that you're fearful of, or I can't do that because, or you're hearing your family say that, or your friends, Mm -hmm. or your patients, there's a reason. There's something that's, that's a fear response. That's something that you're avoiding because this could result in something negative. Mm -hmm. That goes back, that's your subconscious speaking. That's keeping higher centers of our brain from being able to do their job, like the right frontal, seeing the big picture, seeing that things are gonna be okay through this whole pandemic and everything that we're going through. There's things triggering, why are you handling it this way, yet this person over here is handling it in a different way. It's because of things that happened in our past that were never completely processed through. So Mm -hmm. it's controlling how you respond into your environment and keeping you in a fearful, scared place. And that's not where growth is. That's where disease comes from. That's right. The more you break down and get out of balance with your environment, that is the more out of balance you are with your current environment is the more disease or sick that you can be. Yeah. That's totally it. Well, I just had maybe an epiphany while you were talking and it's not on our cards or like what we talked about, but like mm-hmm. as you were talking about the pandemic and like one person can be handling it, just sailing through it and just accepting and being like, you know, full of faith and whatever. And another person's whole world is completely rocked and they're falling apart and they feel hopeless and panic and fear and they're totally like a shut in. This is also super important for us to understand each other because there mm-hmm. is so much division so right much. now in the world. Like there always was, but now it's an even bigger deal. And you actually have, you know, family members even like butting heads and being against each other about major topics about politics and COVID and masks and vaccines and on and on and on. And so the more that you can understand that we're all coming from this from a different mm-hmm. place and also that like maybe somebody else's opinion will never make sense to you because you don't have the history and the background that they have and you won't ever look at it that Mm -hmm. same way but at least to understand 
that there's reasons why we all think different things and approach life in a different way. It starts to create some connection there and mm -hmm. a level of understanding that you really wouldn't ever have, yeah. right? Have compassion for each other because things yeah. that you went through growing mm -hmm. up are different than things I went through growing up. Right. So just because I think that you should or shouldn't wear masks yeah. and I have my beliefs and my education and my, that doesn't mean that you're right. wrong. Right. I can give you some information. I think we should be more open-minded about right. listening to, to right. yes. Totally. But if you are so closed off, then maybe that is time to check in with your emotions and see yeah. what is it that's keeping me in this fear state or this yeah. anger state right. if you're on the other side. And what can I do about that to help release that? Because it's yeah. not serving you getting angry and it's not serving anybody being in a fearful state. True. It's that those emotions are just there. If you look at the frequency charts, you can mm -hmm. Google it online. Mm -hmm. Anger, sadness, all of those are low vibration. Those are not healing. Right. Those are keeping us in that, that freaking out that something's chasing us, that something's coming to hurt us. Mm -hmm. We get into that more fetal position. We want to be vibrant. We want to be standing upright. That's how we're supposed to be in life. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that when you have these things, these thoughts that are going on right. and controlled by these emotions. Right. And also to just know that like other people might be triggering you and bothering you, but all you can do is take responsibility yep. for yourself. And the more that you clear some of these things out and understand your own triggers and charges mm -hmm. and where they come from, like you can actually just be in a position where you can be comfortably in a space with chaos and a crazy world just running rampant around you and be able to be still and be confident and poised and okay. Yep. Right? That's because exactly you it. you take responsibility for your own self. It's exactly what Dr. Scott Walker, who created this technique, mm -hmm. is exactly what he says. Essentially in life, we should be okay with everything. Yeah. Nothing should bother us. Nothing should trigger a response. Now, obviously, life is always happening and you're always going to have things that you have to work through. Right. But I can tell you just from the four years that I've, you know, actively been getting neuroemotional technique, mm -hmm. looking back at who I was and what I used to respond to things and who I am now and how I respond to things. It's like, I don't even recognize that person yeah. anymore. Like I almost wish I could go back in time and hug her and let her know it's going to be okay. Right. We're You'll be better in the future. Thing. Yes. We're, we're going to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> right. True. Okay. Well that was, I love that. I mean, that just kind of came up, but organically in the conversation, but it is, it, it is very powerful. Yeah. Emotions are powerful. Okay, so their office is so fun. Like, what can you even describe without pictures or stuff? Like, what a typical day at your office looks like. Like, she's got like beanbags and crystals, which are beautiful. Like, for the people that can see her, she's got a necklace <laughs> and bracelets all the and bracelets. rings and all sorts of fun things. And I also know she has crystals in her pocket. So, those are always fun and pretty, you know, and essential oils. But, what like, kind of, what does a day look like in your office? Yeah, so if you come in and you see me, we're going to check and see. Is there something emotional going on? Is there something that you come in and you're crying? Obviously, there's something that triggered you and something that you're upset about. If there's, um, Sometimes we're going to do some of the crystal healing, the emotional work, because your body's just kind of fried, and we just need to kind of move some, move some energy along and then fill up the areas that are, you know, our different chakra centers, our energy centers, mm -hmm. how, you know, however you want to describe those. Um, if you're, you know, having a throat, sore throat, let's mm -hmm. check it and see if there's an emotional thing there. Maybe I need mm -hmm. to adjust you and mm -hmm. give, you know, a, a structural change. Maybe I need to check if see if there's something emotional. Maybe it's mm -hmm. something that's energetic and we just need to kind of move some energy, kind of release some energy, mm -hmm. do some breathing, um, bring some essential oils in. Mm -hmm. So there's 
all kinds of, it's different with every person yeah, that, that as you've so seen. Like even as a patient, like you, I'm like, I'm not going to see Meg. I'm just going to let her take over. Like she'll figure out what I need. And like, I don't know what my therapy will look like from week to week. So it is fun there. Yeah, we're definitely, we've got some interesting, interesting different things in there that we yeah. use. Okay, so we keep referring to her husband, the science guy. <laughs> Dr. Mike was on episode eight, and so his topic was neuroplasticity. So, like, how nerdy can that be? But we're all nerds. Like, we don't, uh, that's not an offensive word. We love to be nerds. Um, we're high-functioning nerds, yes. right? Yeah, we're social <laughs> nerds. Like, very social, but we love all the nerdy stuff. Yes. So, he obviously is, like, a super scientific guy. Mm-hmm. So, he... He's a chiropractic neurologist, so he's like a brainiac, honestly. He is the brain doctor, but his brain is also like exploding with knowledge. So like, how do you guys coexist, Mr. Science and research guy, and now, you know, like I know he does, he introduced you to neuroemotional technique, but Mm -hmm. now you have brought in like the energy and the grids and the crystal therapy, so like how did you get him to like see the science behind all of it? He's, it's been really interesting. So he never had any intentions of doing neuroemotional technique. He thought it was a little too feely, touchy-feely until his athletes and different people were coming in and he'd have me come and work on them while he was doing all the science stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he started noticing the changes and it was like, hmm, so funny that I took him to a seminar with me. It was Mm -hmm. more of the science one um, where they actually like are reporting all the research that they're doing, showing the changes in the brain after pre and post doing NET. Um, great study out there for anybody that's interested. You can find it on the website, netmindbody.com, um, of cancer can, patients. Okay, we'll put the link in the show notes too. Perfect. Yeah, remind me. It's a great, it was okay. a, amazing, and that's where my, my whole mind started with it too, was with cancer and working as my mom's an oncology nurse, yeah. being around cancer patients. I just, being able to be the, the receptionist sitting there helping, holding hands, you know, being there for people when they needed to cry. I just felt like there was such an emotional thing that I wonder if different cancers have something to do with different emotions we're harboring. But I had no anatomy background or anything, so I didn't know anything, but that was my initial feeling. So it was very interesting when then he comes to the class and he goes and raises his hand and I immediately put his hand down. It was like, do not talk to my people because you're going to embarrass me. Do not do this. Well, he did end up asking the question and now, you know, they all love him and, you know, they talk research stuff and it's great, but I was mortified. Like, (laughs) don't, don't offend my woo people. And here they're not just woo people. They're science people too, because Mm -hmm. everything is science. We may not have proven everything yet, but, and that's what he brings to the game with that. So he's the science to my woo and I'm the woo to his science. That's so cute. I love it. But there's so much around frequencies, Mm -hmm. vibrations and all that, that fits right in. So he's the one that will pull those kinds of articles and talk about tone in the body, like Dee Dee Palmer and Mm -hmm. all of that. It all works together. Mm -hmm. It's just what do your eyes see? He sees more of the tracks in the brain and Mm -hmm. sees how those are working. So that neuroplasticity I see more of the energy track, so yeah. I'm seeing that blockage. I'm feeling that off of you. Yeah. So it's nice complimentary when you come into our clinic because you're going to get that from him, but I'm looking at you through a different lens. So it's more of an all-inclusive right. kind of way to view the patient. And these are all systems that need you know, care in the body. Yeah. You know, like you have your cardiovascular system, and you have your reproductive system, and you have exactly. your nervous system, and your skeletal system. You have your energetic system, and that's the system in the body that I think that a lot of people neglect. Like, they don't think they need to take care of as much because it's invisible, right? So the things that we can see and visualize, of course, 
called to our attention, but this yeah. other system can really hold back your efforts at getting well, getting the other systems well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the whole body effect uh, approach that I we... I think that's super fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've talked about a couple of different examples, you know, from cancer to athletes and concussions. Um, do you have, like, what's your favorite radical healing story? Like, is there a story, either of somebody who... I think of radical healing, and we talk about examples of this almost on every episode, because I think it's so encouraging for the audience. Obviously, there's people listening who have been mm -hmm. given a death sentence or a life sentence and told, like, you're going to have this forever. There's no medical care. We'll just numb it or drug it for the rest of your life, and you should be okay with that limited belief or yes. toxic, you know, substances and meds and surgeries and stuff like that. So I think of radical healing as somebody who overcame that. Mm -hmm. um, so who can you, who comes to mind? Oh, my favorite, favorite, favorite patient that um, her story was just, it was so, so powerful. Mm -hmm. 21, I think she was when I first started working with her. Um, she had such debilitating anxiety and like, and it came on pretty sudden that she couldn't go and hang out with her friends. She'd be out, you know, hanging at the clubs and, you know, doing her fun 21-year-old things with her friends. Yeah. And she would end up having to call to have someone come pick her up because the, the anxiety got so bad. Wow. Got to the point she couldn't go to the stores. She couldn't leave wow. the house. She was looking at not going back to school. Wow. The dizziness that would come on. Like all these, you know, symptoms, all these headaches, all these kinds of you know, symptom things that she's having. And then, you know, where do you go? She's getting adjusted. She's yeah. getting regularly adjusted. So um, I had actually done a talk and her mom had overheard uh, the mm -hmm. neuroemotional technique in my depression story. Mm -hmm. And so she asked, you know, could you, you know, see if you could help? And so we just started hammering out some NET and doing it as often as we could and took her from being in a place where she physically couldn't go out and enjoy her life at 21. She's, she's still a baby. Yeah, like, think of all the things, like her whole entire future, the different paths she would have taken yes. if she never got that handled. Exactly. Yeah. She, I mean, that just, and there are people out there that just, they just don't get to go out and do life anymore, and that's right. just not how it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's not what God intended. No, yeah. no, she's, and she's such a beautiful energy. She's got such a just loving energy around her mm -hmm. that it was like, Oh my gosh, I got to help this girl. Right. So, but she's the one doing the work. I'm guiding her. Mm -hmm. That's I mean what we're doing. We're just guiding yeah. people and she worked through it. She put the work in. She yeah. did the things that, you know, we recommended. She kept with doing the NET and we did it for probably say probably about a couple months mm -hmm. when she started noticing differences. And then the panic attacks weren't happening as much and she could go out and actually have the whole evening. That's awesome. And now she's, I mean, now she's looking at, she's going back to school. She's probably going to learn NET if I can keep Yay. coaching her along. I know she'll be watching yes. this. So, um, yeah. and then you she can go share it. it too. Yes. <laughs> I don't know you, but you should do it. <laughs> you would love her. She's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff that like you gave somebody their life back. Totally. And showed them that mm -hmm. there's a different way that you didn't have to be dosed up on medications and kind mm -hmm. of, because it's not correcting anything. It's just quieting what's going on and right. she was able to address it. And it was ugly. There were a lot of tears. Yeah. There was a lot of emotional releases and it's, it's not always fun. Right. And that's hard being the practitioner on the other side and watching somebody go through this. But I know you're healing. Mm -hmm. I know that you're letting it go. Right. So go through the ugly and then a week from now you'll finish processing that. Right. And now you just changed. You're a different person now yeah. because you've gotten through something that's been holding you back all these years. So she is just, she's like a walking inspiration anytime I think of you. Yeah, you. I don't know who Yay. you are, but I'm <laughs> clapping for you. 
And I'm sure you could tell story after story after story of something like that. And that was something that I think is important that Dr. Meg said that you could be, we see this all the time in our office too, like people who are frustrated because they are seemingly doing all the right things. You know, mm -hmm. they, they, you, you might not just be totally neglecting your body and like be like, yeah, I kind of deserve to like feel like crud and eating like fast food and all. Like we get people sure. all the time who are, you know, educated and doing the right things and buying organic and using more natural body care and household products and taking some supplements and seeing chiropractors and doing all the things. And they're super frustrated because they're not getting the results they would expect for the amount of time, money, and effort that they're putting mm -hmm. into it. Yep. And this could be one of those levels that like there's an emotional charge that like your subconscious mind, like every time the circumstances are somewhat similar to that event when you were five, six, four, three, two years old, that you don't remember in your conscious mind, but the charge is there and it triggers you. And then just over and over again, like your outcome is the same and you're just so frustrated. Yeah. So. That's just, it's just, no, it's not, a, it's, it, I, I am so excited at seeing how many more people are learning this technique and getting out there and doing it in different mm -hmm. professions too. So it's yeah. not just a chiropractic technique. Yeah. There, if you, you know, if you want to find a practitioner near you, again, you can go on that website and look for a practitioner that's nearby. And there's, I mean, we have, I think a vet now that does it. I yeah. mean, we do it on our dogs. I mean, yeah. we do some, cause they have emotional stuff that they take on mm -hmm. too from trauma, especially when you rescue oh, dogs yeah. and stuff like that. Right. So things like that, that you can just, there's just so much more healing, such a different level that people, now that the science is coming out, I think people are going to respect it a little more because that science yeah. is, the, it's the mm -hmm. language of the, of the medical field. Right. And so in order to, you know, under, have people understand that it's not just a woo-woo fairy kind of, mm -hmm. you know, magical, mystical thing. It's an actual physical thing that's happening in your brain. Right. Functional MRIs were showing the changes in the brain from having something said to you and it would trigger up those areas and then after the technique and then those those areas aren't are extinguished they're not right. lighting up anymore right that's a whole new level of healing now what else is going to change in your body because that thorn has been pulled out that trigger is no longer there yeah that's huge it is and a lot of the research and science doesn't come from more woo people like us. So that's important, I think, for people to know is that, like, most of the research that proves the evidence of all our woo and weird and stuff mm -hmm. in the alternative world actually comes from the medical world and from the field of physics. And so yep. it's not us proving our own science, which is also important when you learn how to interpret the research, like, who's it coming from and is it being swayed to just state what you want it to say. So right. there's other fields that are proving our work, which is so incredibly fun. Very exciting. So I know a lot of our listeners are DIYers, and we'll talk a little mm -hmm. bit about why you can't completely DIY your health as much as you'd love to. Um, and people have different reasons for wanting to avoid healthcare practitioners. And I understand. We've, we know that people have been burnt and have seen a lot of other people or have put a lot of money and invested in their health to not get a result. And perhaps this will shed some light for some people on why that could be. Mm -hmm. um, but is there anything that the audience can do on their own to improve their emotional and or um, energetic health? Biggest thing that all of my patients that I tell them to do is meditation. Meditation, mm -hmm. you have to be able to quiet ourselves. And that is so hard. I have struggled with quieting my mind forever too. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know many people that, that start out on that journey thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to conquer this one and be great at it. 
And Dr. Joe Dispenza is who um, really kick-started my journey with um, doing uh, meditations and being able to figure out why and quiet myself. And again, he's got a ton of research and his progressive um, workshops and stuff were fantastic to get me into how do I do this? How is this changing things? So meditation is huge. There are so many apps out there, all kinds of stuff, but we should be doing at least 20 minutes. And I think in the morning is best because you're starting your day out with that setting your intentions, grounding yourself, really getting your mindset, what do I want to bring in? And that changes your whole day. Yeah. So it's, it's huge to be able to do that. Um, I obviously think using crystals, um, you have to be a little careful out there because there are a lot of uh, fakes and things that are, yeah. so find somebody reputable that you're buying things from. But the crystals can help the energy that they have, their personal if, you know, properties, can help balance different things that you have going on. So if you know that you're going through heartache, there's a lot of different stones that can help so that you're comforting that area so that you're not just, just in that vulnerable state where it's, you know, I'm trying to just figure out and I'm trying to control these thoughts. Let, let some of that help you. Let that natural energy from the earth that, that grew right here in the earth, let that help you. Let that frequency, that vibration help so that your body can get through because bad things happen. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason that there's a grieving process. You need to let your body grieve. You need to go through that. That's a, it's part of your existence. Things are going to be hard sometimes, but you can use things like meditation and crystals. Let it, let it help you. Let it at least make it a little bit lighter so as you're going through it, it doesn't feel like such a burden on your shoulders that you're trying to get through something. Yeah, I love that. That's what I was going to, we probably have to have a whole nother talk on crystals. What is it? Is it the vibrational state of each different crystal that yeah. is what's helpful? Can you yeah. talk a little bit about, like, people be like, the skeptics I've heard, like, okay, your rocks, like, talk to you, okay. Can you <laughs> yeah. tell us a little bit about how the crystals work? Yep. So with the crystals, like when I'm doing a crystal um, treatment on somebody, mm -hmm. I'm more intuitively whatever I'm being drawn to for that person. So okay. like how like when we've done work with you, there are mm -hmm. certain stones that I know you love and you want to have around you, but they're not calling for you. So yeah. that that energy may be a little bit too much mm -hmm. and I'm trying to more maybe calm an area down or I'm mm -hmm. trying to pick an energy up that I need a different stone. And so the different stones, like rose quartz is one, an amethyst that people have heard a lot about. Mm -hmm. Those ones are pretty pretty gentle. They're more on the, the easier spectrum, so to speak, okay. where then there's other ones that get things moving really fast and mm -hmm. can get you, know, get you amped up. Not always good if you're giving that to somebody that has anxiety. We want something right. that maybe balances, so it kind mm -hmm. of counteracts that. So, but that's why learning, and I love teaching my patients how to trust your intuition. I want, I'll, I know what you need, but I want you to be part of your health here yeah. and feel, here's some stones that I'm recommending. I want you to just feel, what do you feel drawn to? Where do you notice your eye keeps going? And you, I just want to, I want to hold that. That just feels good. I actually had a patient's um, mom the other day comment, I was at this, this farmer's market and they had these stones and this one was just like, I just needed to pick it up. And I'm like, that's it. That's, that's your you intuition. Need. Yes, that's calling to you because it's comforting to you. Right. It's going to help you with whatever it is that you are going through, whatever you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. So learning to kind of tap into that and trust that, you're going to find the, you know, when you are going out looking for crystals, the things that you need, it's easy. Just let yeah. it, just get out of your own head and just trust that what you're being drawn to is what you need. Right. And you could muscle test it too. So everybody Absolutely. knows we're a muscle tester. So you would hold one if you don't know how to muscle test, have a practitioner 
see if it agrees with your body or overwhelms you or weakens you. Yep. You know, the sway, doing the sway of a lot of people that'll say, I was at a store and yep, and picked it up and it was like, nope, okay, put that one down. That's, it's pretty and that's great, but that may not be what you need right now. Yeah. So it's just another tool yep. that you can it's just have a tool. that you can carry. They're easy enough. They're pretty now. They make them in, you know, necklaces and rings and um, bracelets. And you can just put them in a pouch in your pocket or something. Yep. Put them in your purse. Put them in your wallet. Put them around your home. So Absolutely. easy enough. Well, thanks. This has been so informative. I've loved every minute of it. I knew I would. I know I love Dr. Meg. That's why she's <laughs> on the show, of course. But I wanted to introduce her so you have a chance to love her as well. So where, what's next for you? Where can the audience and listeners find you? What do you want to share? And we can put her website, obviously, in the show notes as well. Yes, absolutely. Just um, if you're interested and if you have any questions, um, mm-hmm. put, put the website up, uh, brainoi.com, and ask us a question. If you have anything after kind of looking over our website or anything from this podcast um, that you want to know about, reach out to us. Our emails are on there as well. And I'm happy to answer any questions if you want to come in for a consult and or a new patient exam so we can kind of see what's going on with your system and check you out and see what we can do you know to help then um definitely definitely come in because the emotional part is definitely something that yeah. i believe it's coming more forefront so more people are starting to realize this importance um yeah. but the uh but getting the word out there so that people know it's something out there and that you can have some control about changing that instead of just popping on a medication that's something that um i want the whole world to know and i will and that was my goal when i got into school is i am going to get this out there everyone needs to know right. how to deal with their emotional health and not by popping a pill or having to you know do drugs or alcohol to quiet the mind let's work through it let's get rid of it so that you can live a happier more fulfilled life I love it. I couldn't say it any better. So we're going to end on that very positive (laughs) note. We encourage you, as always, to take control of your health. And for now, I'm Dr. Christy with the Weird Works Podcast, signing off in good health naturally.